The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back. Um, and as discussed previously on previous episodes, we mentioned that Guildhall were happy and we wanted to dedicate this, sec- this segment of the show to start interviewing uh, owners of small businesses. We call this section the segment Spotlight on Small Business uh, to hear about in the stories of small business owners, how they have dealt with challenges of inflation, um, supply shortages, you know, wages, wage, wage issues and employment issues, and really hearing about these challenges and also hearing about this, their successes as well. You know, with Guildhall being in business, this is our 20th year. It's a very humbling and, and an exciting thought. So we wanted to be able to, you know, use the show and to, um, and to, give back to other small businesses so they can share their stories, share their challenges, share their voices to all the listeners across Canada. So today, very excited to welcome Kelly Punzo. She's the owner and CEO of Function Studios, Inc. in Newmarket. Check them out on Instagram, at Function Studios, Inc. So a little bit about Kelly. Kelly Punzo started her journey in business 27 years ago waiting in a fitness studio for a class and the instructor didn't show and the instructor did not show up so rather than leaving kelly punzo jumped in with no training and taught the class herself just wow with over 10 10 certifications in fitness expertise and decades in business we are very pleased to have kelly punzo on the show kelly thank you for joining us well thank you for having me i'm honored Great. Thank you so much once again. So first question for you, Kelly. You are the owner of Function Studios, Inc. It's an all-women's fitness club in Newmarket. And as we mentioned, you pretty much got into this because you turned a very awkward situation into a positive one, not only for the, uh, for the others, but one for yourself. What does it mean to you, this platform? this business that helps empower women of all ages in health and in fitness, especially after all the lockdowns and with many struggling uh, with various issues. What does this mean to you to have this platform? I am, um, first of all, grateful that I, that I get to do what I love every single day um, and be surrounded by amazing women that uplift me. I go in there to teach classes with our fabulous team and we're, everybody thinks that we're the givers. But often they're giving back just by being there and the conversations and their energy. So we're, we're so happy to actually still be able to be here after COVID. That's for sure. Right. I mean, I've, I've, followed, I've started following you guys on Instagram. Seems like a very tight-knit uh, community there at Kelly at, at, uh, at Function Studios. It's a very awesome, beautiful studio. Um, you guys keep up the great work. Uh, second question as we have talked at, about lengths on this show, and can, we continue to hear about, you know, on different platforms, many businesses, even companies, are now seeing and are experiencing difficulties, which the COVID lockdowns brought on. What are some of the impacts you have experienced, and how have you and your team reacted to them? Also, talk about what was going on during the lockdown, and how you and your team strategize to keep your clients and your membership committed? 
Uh, okay, good question. We um, During the lockdowns, when we first were locked out, they said two weeks, so our members continued to pay their membership, and we started doing things online. We started with Zoom, um, which wasn't the best platform, but it was there and it was helpful. And um, we started with that and we quickly realized that, okay, this is not going to be two weeks. Um, And by the second lockdown, we had canceled all of our memberships. So on top of not making an income, our rent is uh, $20,000 a month. So we had to come up with that. And we stopped all of our members' membership rates. Um, and then what we did was we invested more money and we developed an actual online app. So instead of our members paying their, you know, because a lot of gyms, what they were doing was the members would continue to pay to keep their gyms in, in business. Um, and then they would do like a Zoom thing. We can we canceled all of our memberships. We had no money coming in. We spent a lot of money developing an app. And we charged our members only twenty four ninety nine because what we wanted to do was to be able to compete with other big American apps um, to keep our people together. And then through our app, we would offer some live um, workouts when we were allowed to do some um, outdoor workouts. We did that above and beyond that, um, just to keep more of our community together, not just keeping people working out, but to keep our community together. I went to all of our members and local businesses, female um, business owners, because we are a female-owned gym, and um, I purchased stuff from them. So whatever they were selling, whatever they were making, baking, whatever it was, and I would drive around and deliver it to the doors of our members. So we could have a quick load. I would just drop it off. And um, I I put as much emphasis on keeping community together and supporting other local business as I did in keeping people working out. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. Just how you just rolled with the punches and not only just stopping the membership, that was a very selfless and thoughtful thing for you to do, but then rolling and and advancing technology and using tech in the app and and getting into a more broad space into the like just like the US as you mentioned and keeping the community together it speaks volumes about yourself Kelly hats off to you and keep up the great work that's amazing um, third question the other theme we usually discuss and we have been discussing at length on the show is inflation and the effects of inflation on the economy and the, the effects of inflation on the loss of our purchasing power how has the rising prices affected functions, your, your gym's bottom line, and even your membership? It's a little bit hard for me to answer that because we basically took a full membership and stopped it. And we, we went from um, over 1,200, 1,300 members to zero and started all over again. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to tell. Um, our members were, a lot of them, very quick to get back when they were able to. Um, our, our rates definitely did increase. So it's, it's a little bit hard for me to figure out how much, how many of them are not coming back due to the raise in our rate or to the fact that uh, life is just so much more expensive for everybody. Right. So it's a little bit hard for me to figure that one out. Mm-hmm. And what about your employees, your team that you have there? Ha- have they been committed in, in staying with the gym or have they have some moved on? And how are you finding your employment? So, you know, all of a sudden everybody's out of work <laughs> and 
you know, some of them stuck together and we re remained a good solid team and they realized that, you know, we put together this app and spent a lot of money doing it and didn't pay ourselves but paid the instructors that were um, participating. And then you had another group of people that kind of saw an opportunity to take some of the members and kind of do their own thing. There was, there was not a lot of them. Um, so it, it showed me who I was going to be moving forward with mm-hmm. uh, because we acted very, very selflessly to keep our team together. It was really important to me that they were okay. Um, so yeah, here we are. That is awesome. Now that, that really, uh, highlights the importance of that app and, um, it really, you know, s- signals to us how important that app was. Uh, how, how has that app, we understand that the app was used to keep the community together. You have, uh, moved around the community yourself, um, into keeping yourself not only top of mind, but, you know, helping the small business, um, keep, keep going. The importance of community going forward, um, can you speak on that in, in regards to your business and how community for you, um, why is it so important? I think that the way you treat people is the most important thing. Um, we have grown our business without a sales team, without having um, uh, like quotas. We don't, we don't, you don't have to sell personal training. No one even knows that we have personal training unless you ask for it. We treat people the way we would want to be treated if we were somewhere. You ask a question, we'll give you all the knowledge that we have, but we're never going to DM you and message you and hound you and, you know, come up to you and try and sell you something. We treat you like you're a guest in our home. All right. That's so mm-hmm. good. And uh, back on the topic of inflation and your business, how have you, have you seen inflation and has it, been, has it caused your business to, to change at all? Um, I don't think so, to be honest with you. We're, we're just, we're really specialty. I opened up in the recession of 2008 and, and thrived through that. So it's not something, uh, it's not something that's really hit us all that bad. I think COVID, COVID took us for a loop. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. That's, that's really good to hear. You know, we have a lot of business owners that come here and they're either really thriving or they're just trying to survive. So it's, I'm really pleased to hear that you are, you, are, you are chugging along, that you're making investments in your, in your business and you're moving along very strongly with the community that you have built, your team. That's awesome. Now, the final question now, going back to your, your membership, uh, we all know about Warren Buffett. His best advice to a small or large business owner was, Never stop thinking about how to delight your customer, not to satisfy your customer, but how to delight your customer. What does that mean to you, keeping your clients delighted? It's everything. We go out of our way. Our motto from the day has always been to over-deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not with just our classes, but in the experience they have from the moment they walk in the door. So we've gone out of our way to um, continue to upgrade, to renovate. We have fresh flowers. We hand out cold towels at the end of every workout to every single person. We do a lot of little touches to make the experience they have over and above the workout they have 
uh, a really special part of their day. That is excellent. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. That actually wraps up the interview. Thank you so much. And everyone, we've been listening to Kelly Punzo, the owner and CEO of Function Studios Incorporated in Newmarket. Check them out on Instagram at Function Studios Inc. Where can people besides the Instagram get in touch with you and subscribe to your work, uh, Kelly? Um, I, we have Instagram and Facebook and our phone number is uh, 905-953-9392. And we are located in Newmarket at Young and Mulock. Awesome. Information will be provided as well on Guildhall social media or website or newsletter. Again, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And that was the first segment of Spotlight on Small Business. That was really great, Jerry. Yeah, what I, I really liked um, about what about what Kelly was saying is that um, really the importance on community. I think that's something that is missing from a lot of places and, and especially businesses that are being affected by inflation mm-hmm. are probably not as close to the community. And that's how she's been able to do that along with technology of having to make the changes because of COVID to the technology that has really helped, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's a service business as well. So being a service business as opposed to dealing with supply chains, et cetera, right. you, can kind of, you can kind of make changes on the fly and always putting the customer first. So I thought that was a really, um, there were some great takeaways from, for us as well, that the importance of community, the importance of, you know, what can you do for the customer that's going to leave them with that smile? So that, that was really great. Um, look forward to the next one, which will be in a a couple weeks. Um, we'll go to commercial and we, when we uh, get back, it's back to gold and silver, the number one, eight, seven, seven, eight silver, the website, guildhallwealth.com. And it's the real money show on AM 640. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm Vice President of Guildhall Wealth. And joining me today is Jerry Karaya, soon to be number one interviewer on AM640. Jerry, how you doing? It's very good, Jeremy. How you doing? I'm doing great. Great. Um, <clears throat> what a tremendous week. Not necessarily in the metals market. In the metals market, we continue to experience a downdraft, but we had a massive interest rate hike in Canada. We've we've got uh, the JP Morgan spoofing court case to discuss um, about manipulating precious metals while we watch the price of the metals be in some ways manipulated downwards as well. We'll, we'll get into, you know, the good, the, the good, the bad and the ugly about that, about that side of the market. Chinese banks. Did you see what was happening this week with Chinese banks? So messy, Jeremy, two point some odd billion dollars seized by the, uh, by the Chinese banks. So we got to really keep an eye on that situation. And the reaction to that, of course, is that many people in China are are not paying or unable to pay their mortgages. Their mortgages, right. So um, this is kind of a case similar to the sanctions of who's hurting who here. Mm-hmm. What is going on? This was this is absolutely crazy, and it just it does make you fearful of what happens when there's banking shutdowns last week there was an internet outage and and we saw what that was like and, and um, it was like interest. they shut off the inter- it was like they, they they shut off the power 
and right. which impacted Interac and the payment systems, which was very interesting as well. Right. That was that definitely was pause for concern to think about uh, in that sense. So we'll we'll get a little bit more into that. There was a, another article that came out as well about Fed insider trading, a topic that we've talked about on the show in the past, but the revelations now are absolutely stunning. You're going to want to stick, stay tuned for that. One of the biggest things we'll, we'll file under dominoes falling, Jerry, was not only did Boris Johnson resign, but Mario Draghi. The Goldman Sachs alum, Super Mario, um, Super Mario from the Central Bank of Europe. I mean, this is a guy that was was uh, Teflon. I mean, nothing stuck to this guy. This, I'm really surprised and maybe impressed by the Italians that uh, that the pressure was put on so much that he had to resign. I mean, that really is a big domino falling from what we would kind of call the deep state, right? Right. Absolutely. One week strong of the Italians just uh, protesting and they, they got what they wanted. They got what they wanted to see. They wanted to see the corruption leave. And we're seeing this happen not only across Europe and in Netherlands, we're seeing the the you know, the farmers protesting, the farmers going out with their vehicles, the Germans joining as well, the German farmers, um, all because of the World Economic Forum's the agenda to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, or rather it was nitrogen emissions from these farms. So they want to reduce, so they're literally uh, taking land from these farmers. So they're not having that. You, you want to be able to own some assets, own your livelihood, and uh, the people are not taking it. Argentina as well, we're seeing uprisings there. So it's happening. Right, and Sri Lanka, you know, of we course. saw the big uh, Sri Lanka. And the, yeah, the, the, the taking over of the palace and the <laughs> yeah. swimming in the pool. Yeah, the people are not having it. Yeah. Let's, let's uh, talk about the, so that's kind of a geopolitical thing and geopolitical in the sense of, you know, how do you protect yourself against these geopolitical events? And certainly they can cause disruptions of certain uh, of many, uh, many kinds. And you want to be prepared for that. And one of those things that we want to be prepared for is if we see what what's happening in China, where there's, you know, blocking off access to funds, capital controls, um, and what they're doing with, with the farmers in in Europe, that could happen here as well. Mm -hmm. There could be, you know, potentially a convoy 2.0 as a result of that. And it, you know, that makes me just think as well, Jerry, we're only six months into the year and we've had the convoy. <laughs> yeah. we, we've had major politicians resigning. Um, just it, it's been uh, inflation is going crazy. Interest rates, they're trying to fight it. They're, they're, I mean, when mm -hmm. they, when the government, when the central bank of Canada said we're front loading, that was a very odd comment for me because I'm thinking front loading, meaning this is a big, I mean, it's a huge hike, but front loading, meaning it's downhill from here. You're, you're not going to get anywhere near, near headline inflation at 8%. And nobody's really seeing, nobody's really buying that. You know, you, you speak to anybody, you say, you think it's at 8% when you fill your gas tank up and uh, oh, go no. grocery shopping no. and, and, you know, pay for hydro. Is it only 8%? <laughs> I mean, where is it only 8% clothing? 
right? Where, exactly. where is it only 8% service industry? I mean, at what point does the rubber hit the road and you're just, you, the discretionary income goes out the window and, you know, you can say no recession, but we're here. Mm -hmm. It's, it's happening. Mm -hmm. Now it's a question of, okay, how do we protect against the fact that when the discretionary income goes out the window, there's going to be a lot of stocks that start to fall. The biggest one that I saw, Jerry, did you see that video of the construction worker in Toronto talking about the cement shortage? No, I didn't hear that one. Okay, apparently there's a cement shortage. Okay. Uh, once you run out of cement, that the construction industry shuts down. That's right. So Clearly. he was very, very concerned. Uh, that's something to look into. What kind of shortage is there on on um, on cement? We've seen the shortages in lumber. We've seen shortages everywhere else. But this one could have a major impact on employment in Canada. So a story that we should keep an eye on. The biggest story of the week came out... I think Sunday last, uh, of last week, which was about Peter Hambro, a, a name that most people wouldn't be familiar with. Ronan Manley of bullionstar.com um, discussed who he is because he put out an article this week. And he said, Peter Hambro, just so we can start to talk about this article, is the great-grandson of Baron Carl Joachim Hambro, the founder of the famous English investment bank Hambros. In fact, Makata and Golds, Goldsmid, you might remember Scotia Makata, even merged with the Hambros Bank in 1957. Such are their connections. In the 1980s, Makata and Goldsmid was also the largest gold and silver counterparty to the Soviet Union, a fact which helped Hambro establish Peter Hambro. Hambro Mining in 1994, known as Petro Pavlovsky, Pavlovsk and Dunn. So why is this important? Because this guy, Peter Hambro, is the insider of insider bullion banking. Would you agree, Jerry? Yeah, legend. He comes out with an article titled, Don't Forget the Golden Rule. Whoever has the gold makes the rules. Well, We've talked about that on the show. Anyone who's a, a listener knows that we believe that too. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> so why, what is the point of the article then? The point is, is that he talks about the fact that everyone has been hoodwinked into not owning actual physical gold, that they were told by the banking industry, listen, you don't want to store this. You don't want to pay for insurance. We'll handle that. You just, you know... Get, take our paper and think that you own the physical and we'll call it a day. And everybody bought it. And that really was a trend for a very long time, which Correct. only started to change, Jerry, in, I would say, 2013, when the demand, that kind of motto of if you can't hold it, you don't own it, really started to take place. And that's actually when you're starting to see the drain of the physical product off the comics. That's right. Um, how are you feeling these days about that before we go further about the trend towards physical ownership versus people saying, no, 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 I just want exposure to the market. It's totally indicative of, of <clears throat> loss of faith and loss of trust. People want to make sure that they have, that they can receive deliverables of these contracts that are supposed to be able to uh, provide you with uh, the delivery of what you're paying for. Um, further, people are looking for insurance and ensuring their wealth. So when you have all of these uncertainties and inflation, people are starting to wake up slowly. And because of that inflationary uh, issue, this is just getting worse. And people slowly, you know, the, the pain point gets hit 
and you're going to want to get that physical gold. So this article that he wrote in Reactions magazine is, is, of, is of paramount importance because we're seeing the corruption being uncovered from all avenues and all degrees of the gold, gold market. He who has the gold makes the rule. So all eyes on the gold market, especially in this time of, of manipulation. So he's bringing to light the, the how they manipulated the market. Yeah, it's very important. And, and, and why? And as pointed out by Ronan Manley discussing the article, by the way, we're, going, we're putting out not just this article in our, in our newsletter this week, but we're going to put out Ronan Manley's response to the article as well as Matthew Pippen. Pippenberg, Pippenberg. Um, his reaction to the article too. The trigger for the Peter Hambro article is um, a recent chart by the U.S. Office of the Controller of the Currency, which due to the data reclassification starting in uh, quarter one of 2022, now shows the massive extent to which the bullion banks, such as JP Morgan, have amassed in the precious metals derivative contracts to hold down the price of gold. In other words, how much paper do you really need to have out there to kind of keep the price of gold in check? Because God forbid the price of gold go up and everybody realizes there's a massive problem with the currency. We're going to keep talking about this. Coming up in the next segment, we have our spotlight on small business. Um, and then we're going to come back to this article because it's so important to understand where we are today with manipulation in the gold market. Why is it manipulated? Because it's really the million dollar question. And what happens when that starts to collapse as it's starting to collapse right now because of the JP Morgan um, court case, etc. So there's so much to, to really drill down on that. We're very excited here at The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Get physical gold and silver in your hand. Remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it and don't forget the golden rule whoever has the gold makes the rules it's the real money show on am640 we'll be right back you're listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 toronto welcome back to the real money show the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com we are uncovering so much this week, and the biggest, the bombshell article written by Peter Hambro, who is a definite bullion bank insider, is writing about something we've all known in the bullion industry for a very long time. You've had Andrew McGuire talking about this, the idea of synthetic supply of physical metal, um, especially in light of the Bank of International Settlements changes to the rules that gold is now a tier one asset and many establishments around the world are getting to a one-to-one -one, um, situation with the gold and silver. We've seen a trend towards physical gold and silver versus what I call quote unquote investment gold and silver where you don't really own it. You have, uh, you're investing in it, so you have exposure to it, but someone else really owns it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that becomes what we would call an investment because there's a counterparty. When you're going to own physical gold and silver, you don't want a counterparty. You want to actually own it. So there's been some trends towards this, but we've all known for a very long time, Jerry, that the precious metals market, let's be honest, has been kept down by nothing more than paper. Is that, is that a correct assumption? Yeah. A lot of fraud involved, yes. So... The quote from the article, I'm going to read a couple quotes from the article so we can uh, pick up the discussion again. So in, in this bombshell article, Hambro states, 
Since 2015, the Financial Stability Desk at the world's central banks have followed the Bank for International Settlements instruction to hide the perception of inflation by rigging the gold markets. Let's just talk about that for a second. The idea that if gold isn't rising, there's no issue with the currency. That's really what it comes down to. If gold is rising significantly, people are going to say, what's wrong with the dollar, right? If there's a problem with the dollar, you want to get out of it. So the way to hide things is to make sure that the alarm bell, the canary in the coal mine is not ringing. And that's essentially how desperate the Bank of International Settlements are to keep a, a lid on the gold price. Mm -hmm. This is why the article that Pippenberg wrote, Paper Gold Price Manipulation Rigged to Fail, it's because it was used by the central bank to hide this inflation, but the jig is up. Everything is unraveling in real time around us because they can't keep a lid on inflation. Inflation is causing uprisings around the world. There's no hiding this. And it's now shedding light on how they've been manipulating. And if we go back to that chart, have a look at that chart. 500 billion in derivatives in the first quarter of this year alone have been added to JP Morgan and Citibank's books. And we all have exposure. Every central bank, every bank may have exposure to this. This ripple effect will implode. We talked about Exeter's the, pyramid, right? Yes. The derivatives, which is on top of that pyramid, is starting to... Inverted pyramid. Been, the inverted pyramid. The cracks are cracking at a faster pace than ever before. And it's very important to make sure that you have the physical bullion to protect your portfolio. So despite... So what these contracts are doing, as, as Pippenberg writes in his article and commentary about Hambro... Even, even if we have thousands of long contracts or buy orders in the market, if just seven or eight banks wish to use the massive leverage, which is this chart that we're seeing, the spike in the chart, to short the same metal, they can effectively fix the gold price via artificial manipulation of derivatives contracts to which only a small number of banks have access. So it's a case of, you know, let's, keep this jig going as long as possible but now the cracks are showing these very traders are are coming into the light right now legally we're seeing massive cases with some jp morgan gold traders um, it's a very it's a very telling time you have it here banks have been acting very very badly jeremy We'll, we'll get into the JP Morgan issue because it's all kind of coming together. Uh, we're we're kind of tying a nice ribbon around this whole thing. In the article, Hambro elaborated with, with the help of the futures markets and the conevents of alchemists, the bullion traders, yes, that includes me, he says, I was a deputy managing director for Mercata and Goldsmid, managed to create an unshakable perception that ounces of gold credited to an account with a bank or bullion dealer were the same thing <laughs> as the real thing and much easier old chap you don't even have to store or insure it <laughs> it's so, so the, easy the idea is to try to get people to not own the physical and try to ensnare them into the paper themselves and meanwhile the banks are so desperate to get onto the right side of the trade that you see the market being pulled back here right we know part of the pullback in the recent pullback in gold and silver is algor algorithm trading, 
U.S. dollar gets really strong. Algos go to the narrative, sell the sell gold. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's part of it. The other part of it is these guys are rigging, mm -hmm. and they're rigging to the wrong side to try to keep the price down. But what happens when there's inflation all over the world? And what happens when people are pulling their money out of banks because they're seeing what's going on in China or they're seeing what happened with the convoy and people who donated and they say, I don't want to be in the bank anymore. I'm going to go straight to gold. And that starts to put pressure on the gold market. Um, you know, there's a there's a kind of a, a viral video of Kyle Bass talking about taking delivery of the physical product off Comex, mm -hmm. you know, looking looking at the leverage and saying, I need to take delivery. This is this is crazy. So you're seeing a drain of the physical product off the Comex and they know which way the wind is blowing. They've right. seen it. They saw it in 2008. They saw it in 2020. They know it's happening now. So these bankers have to get on the right side of the trade. So you see this final washout, which you know what's coming. So you're sitting back and relaxed, knowing what's going to happen next. The price is going to go through the roof mm -hmm. because they're going to be on the right side of the trade. The The Fed's going to change change their tune, just like they changed um, right. You know, transitory inflation. Oh, we're going to fight inflation. Uh, we can't fight inflation. We're <laughs> going to pause. Uh, we're going to print money. And at that point, it's going to be it's going to be absolutely a change in narrative, which is why even even Banks like Goldman Sachs are calling for $2,500 gold by the end of the year. I mean, think about that over the break. The number 18778silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. Get some physical gold and silver in your portfolio or hold it in a registered account like an RSP, but held in a vault outside the banking system. How good is that? You can give us a call, 18778silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. It's the real money show on AM640. We're going to continue with the subject and we'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the real money show, the number 18778silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. Our heads are imploding here because of everything that we're seeing in the market. And we know what's going on in the market. We know that the banks are trying to get onto the right side of the trade, that they're seeing the implosion of their own derivatives that they've used to keep the price down, to get to, to kill the canary, make sure that the canary doesn't, uh, you know, that they don't even put the canary in the coal mine so that there's no alarm bells going off so that that exit door is, is sealed off for people and they don't realize that the Titanic is sinking. That's what this comes down to. They don't want to see any panic in the market because they need to protect the almighty dollar, which Nixon handed to them in the printing press back in 1971. So this is a Ponzi scheme that's been going on for 40 years plus, which is culminating in the inflation that you're seeing. And it's it, it boggles my mind and it really frustrates me, Jerry, when people aren't paying attention to this. They're too busy running their businesses or do you know just living their lives that they just go, oh, there's inflation. Well, I, I don't know where that could have come from. And, and they think it's just magic. And by the way, the, the wizards of Oz are going are gonna to take care of it. Well, they're not going to take care of it. They can't take care of it. There's too much been printed. Mm -hmm. You need a jubilee. You're going to need some sort of debt forgiveness along the way. There's going to be deflation. There's going to be inflation. We're currently in a stagflation mode. But either way, it's not going to be good for us. Mm -hmm. And we have to protect our wealth. And what we're seeing right now is these these you're seeing the banks trying to get on the right side of the trade. That is my opinion of why the prices of gold and silver are going down. 
which is why I'm not panicked because I've seen it happen so many times mm -hmm. that it's going to be very exciting and the fireworks are going to happen when the market starts rising. But it's just ironic that that's happening at the same time that there's a trial going on of major JP Morgan executives who were caught and, and indicted on spoofing the markets. Now, these guys are in the middle of, of being charged in, on, in RICO, right? That, that they're basically uh, like a gang, like gangsters, okay? And the market's still being manipulated. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Well, these guys, I mean, these guys are the big hitters, though, of J.P. Morgan. And they are facing jail time. The trial started this week. Um, and they've been doing this for a very, very long time, years of manipulating precious metals for the last decade. Um, given that not any of these guys ever received any jail time, um, there could be some jail time coming right now, which, which would definitely send a very powerful message to the major commercials, these peddlers of the derivatives markets who have been using these derivatives for shorting the the paper on the comics. These guys have been charged before, but the banksters that have managed to avoid the long hand of the law are, are, are likely going to be starting to face some time. So may this ripple into the banks right up through the right to the heads of the banks and, you know, reveal the fool's gold that have been that have been used for decades, causing losses we could potentially see class action lawsuits. How many clients have been have been on the wrong side of this trade, lost money? We yeah, it could be really bad for the banks. It could be really bad for them. But it, and and nonetheless, even with all of that, gold is up three hundred and sixty percent in Canadian dollars over the last twenty years. So it's it's not like they've done an amazing job at this. It's not like they're preventing people from getting into the market. You know, Jerry, we're we're talking about it, but most people getting into the gold and silver market don't care. Nope. They don't care about this. We're, we care about it in the sense of we can see where this goes, that this is going to make the markets scream higher because they're going to be getting out of these short positions and it's going to be crazy for the market. You know, they're, They saw what happened in nickel and they don't want to see that happen in the gold and silver market. Mm -hmm. So this is a panic move in the market. This is desperate times call for desperate measures. And they're going back to the manipulation well. Okay, go for it. You're giving everybody opportunities to get in cheap. You're giving so many people an opportunity to buy in and gold and silver at a lower price. Mm -hmm. And many people don't even care about that lower price, Jerry. I've speak, spoken to many clients over the last few weeks about this pullback in the market that, that we've been experiencing basically since March. And many people are more interested in the peace of mind that the physical ownership would give them mm -hmm. than where the price of gold could go down another $50 or silver goes down a buck. They don't care. They don't. They You're want right. the physical product. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hearing the exact same sentiment now. A few years ago, we had a lot more people concerned about how much can it make me. Today, after, you know, especially last week with the Interact, the people that called are really, that was a trigger for many people. You know, this is how digital we are, how, how connected we are to the SWIFT system. And the SWIFT system is that very train track that we need to merge off of. And by merging off of that train track, that train wreck, 
and onto a train track that has always been parallel with this fiat universe, this money-printing, hyperinflationary universe that always fails. And that train track that has been running parallel was the gold standard. And by doing and by applying a gold standard to your own wealth on, on, your, on your own scale to start is the way to go. By, first of all, being focused on the return of your money than the return on your money, positioning with the gold train because we are leaving the station. As soon as this Fed realizes they can't continue to raise interest rates, and when they start that great pivot back, they let the inflationary floodgates go even more, stagflation starts to really ramp up and gold and silver with it. So hang on tight, grab the physical. We have physical gold bars. The premiums are still really good. Um, we have some great kilo bars in stock, uh, 10 ounce gold bars, one ounce Velcambi, PAMP. So check out the website, guildhallpreciousmetals.com. And again, they've got uh, even these banks that have been partaking in this are calling for the price of gold to get up to as high as $2,500 this year alone. And you know what, Jerry? I believe it. So much has gone on in the last six months. I feel like the back half of the year could be absolutely crazy. So this is an incredible opportunity to get positioned in the market. Take that opportunity. Get some physical gold and silver in your portfolio. And who should you go to? Why? One of Canada's best, Obviously. Guildhall Wealth. Go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com. You can contact us to hold physical gold and silver in your registered account. I want to thank everyone for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Can't wait to speak to you again next week here on The Real Money Show on AM640. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto.